One of the things that I've uh, noticed, you know, I, as you know, I, I see patterns in so many different aspects of civilization. Uh, I think that's part of the reason why our podcast is so successful. I, you know, I, I don't ever want to do a podcast or a radio show or an article or even a book for that matter where I'm not offering some, something new, right? I, I mean, it, it's very popular to talk about, uh, let's say, what Biden said, just for example, regarding the vaccine and say, well, look, you know, here he is. Now, now he has COVID. And uh, isn't this kind of ironic because he had taken the vaccine and said in the previous uh, year that if you take the vaccine, you'll never get COVID. Well, here he is with COVID. And not only that, but he's taking a therapeutic, apparently invented by the same company that made the vaccine, but I digress. And so we can point out the hypocrisy. Isn't that something, right? Okay, but that's, that's, not, that's not how I roll. It's not why we're here. I, I want to see patterns. I want to explain why things are the way they are how things can best be viewed in terms of where we're going to be. Uh, likewise, you know, that's why I talk so much about God, because I, I feel that in a world without God, uh, we will go headlong into a world, a spiraling world of disaster, right? It, it, it just, people don't seem to understand history, and because they don't understand history, uh, not only do they repeat it, <clears throat> but they, they think that somehow they can start everything anew. And that is consistent with everything that we're seeing today, right? So this is, this is the reason why when, I, I've said this many times before, that if you talk to most young uh, adults today, I, I would say 40 or younger, if you want to call that a young adult, uh, they don't know when America uh, declared independence from Britain. And for that matter, they don't even know that they declared independence from Britain, right? England, that is, right? Why are you speaking English? I mean, is, it, is there a correlation there, perhaps? Anyway, you get the idea. They, they don't have this, this history. Uh, and as a consequence, they, they, they move forward in life, thinking that they can reshape everything. And uh, that's, that's the mindset that they have. Anyway, these are the patterns that I see. This is what interests me. I think this is what interests our audience. Uh, and I'm, I'm very grateful to the audience for that. Look, I have my take on these things. I, you know, that it's a fresh take, I guess you can, you can say. That's, that's how they describe it at KRLA. It's a fresh take on politics, religion, and the law. But it's very different, right? I, I'm not just going to point out hypocrisies. You know, the, the can you believe it sort of commentator. I'm not that guy. I'm not. I, I just, if, if I were, if that's all I could do, then I wouldn't be commentating. I have no interest in just saying what everyone else is, is likely saying with a different voice. Okay, so that's why I kind of bring this up by way of introduction to uh, today's podcast. And that's uh, something I've noticed that the progressive mindset is very much like a drug addict. What do I mean by that? I mean, civilization today we all have this feeling that things are getting out of control, right? It's, it's getting ever increasingly bizarre. They're teaching sex to five-year-olds. You know, you're being ridiculous, Brock. It, it's only fourth graders. <laughs> no, I mean, even if it were fourth graders, are you hearing yourself? It's, it's crazy, right? But it, it's getting younger and younger. 
Um, it's crazy when they talk about the possibility of, I don't know, teaching uh, homosexuality to kids. Uh, you know, that, that the idea of legalizing drugs. Everything gets more and more crazy, right? But it, be- I began, it began to dawn on me that what's really going on here is something very akin to the heroin addict. Now, not that I know anything about drug addiction, by the way. I don't have that in my past. I don't plan to have it in my future. But, but we don't need to be a drug addict to see the pattern. You know, what, what does a heroin addict do? You know, they, they get high the first time. They need very little to get high. And then as they progress, as it were, uh, they need a little bit more to get high. In fact, maybe a lot more. And they get to the point where their drug dealer ends up demanding so much money for them that they have to rob, steal, and maybe even murder to get the money necessary to pay the, the pusher even more. The first one will, is always free, as they say, right? At least that's what your parents tell you. And, and they're probably right. They're probably right. That's the way it works. They make it easy in the beginning. And then the heroin addict wants just a little bit more. And that's how it works, right? They, they keep on going. And then ultimately, of course, no surprise, you hear about an overdose death, and that's how they die in their, uh, you know, in their lives, and it's reported in their obituary. Okay, here's the point. How, how is it that civilization is not exactly playing that exact same addiction when it comes to uh, the, the ever greater needs for thrills and for the high. What do I mean by that? I mean that we're always looking for the latest and greatest new way to, uh, to either radicalize civilization or to somehow uh, repel our conservative friends. Right? That's, that's what they want. They, they, they can't be satisfied with the status quo as it is. You would think, that, for example, after gay marriage, okay, well, we're done. You know, we, you got that last frontier. <laughs> and as I say, you know, we, we, we were still cleaning up the confetti from the ticker tape parade uh, celebrating the gay marriage ruling in the Supreme Court. Uh, and, and then they pushed this transgender stuff. They, they went right to it. Why? Why was this so quick? Because the progressive mindset always needs to have something changing, something to fight for, some big new thing that they have to get all wrapped up in and to taunt the conservative status quo. Because they, it's never enough. They, you, you give it to them and then they want more. Just like the drug addict. Just like him. So we have so many issues coming up. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's hard to, to keep up with them when you think about it. Everything is so, I don't know, so in the air. Nothing seems to be settled. It, it seems like tomorrow, well, who knows what they'll come up with. And that's the problem, is that we don't know. Had you, had you said in the year 2000, for example, that the, one of the biggest issues uh, of the year 2020, 2021, and so on, uh, and now, of course, 2022, is uh, this transgender stuff. They would say, you're crazy. So no, 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 no. I'm, I, I took a video of the year 2022, and I, I'm bringing it back to here to the year 2000. And they're going to make everyone, uh, you know, trip over themselves with, with regard to their pronouns. And if you don't accept somebody as a woman who says that he, he's a woman, 
Uh, and if you misgender in them or what is it, mispronoun them or whatever, I don't know what that phrasing is. It's crazy. What do I care? The point is, uh, that's, you'll get in big trouble if you don't do it exactly the way. And some states, they're even proposing fines. And the person, you, in the year 2000 would say, that's crazy, and you'd be right. So, but, but it's, it's so bizarre. When you think, I'm mean, just step back from all this and understand how bizarre this is. We, we talk about it, how silly it is, yes, yes, but it's bizarre that it came up in the first place. And we could talk all day long about how, you know, why, why does it have to be about sexuality that, that makes all the difference? Why, why not if you're left-handed, right? Why, why not if you're colorblind? We talked about this before. Why doesn't the world completely turn on the colorblind, for example? Why not? And there are many more colorblind uh, people than there are transgender people. Same thing with left-handed people. We, we talked about this before, right? Why the fascination with transgendered people, right? I mean, do they really have to worry about going to the right bathroom? Is that, is that really what your life revolves around? And, 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 if it, and even if so, why, why do we need to completely turn our world around for you, right? Why, why do we have to second guess all of civilization? Because one out of 35,000 on average uh, people are confused about who they are, okay? They have a trans uh, a dysphoria. Uh, it's, it's actually a psychological condition, right? Maybe a mental condition. I don't know. But either way, uh, that's their problem. And we have to dance around it. And we have to suffer for it, right? Our, our daughters have to be worried about some man coming in uh, into their locker rooms and bathrooms. I mean, they, they have to, this is a thing now. We have to worry about that, right? That, that doesn't matter. Your, your daughter's fear doesn't mean anything. All that matters is whether this man who thinks he's a woman uh, is going to be uncomfortable. All right? That's it. That's all that matters. Your, your silly worries about your daughter or your wife or your sister, that, that, that's just, you need to squash that. Right? You need to deal with that, you transphobic bastard. Right? Yes. Yes. So much for uh, women's rights. So much for that. Anyway, the, the point is that things are always changing, and it's changing rapidly. The, the heroin addict needs far more heroin. We're getting to the, to the point of a high amount of heroin needed for this civilization to be satisfied, at least in the progressive uh, world. That's, that's, and we're playing to it. We're saying, oh, well, Charlie needs uh, the, the heroin, I guess. You better give it to him because he really wants it. He, he feels like he needs it. Yes. Yes, you're damn straight. It's nuts. But look, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's all good and well to talk about it. Uh, but, you know, and, and you, the listener, you know what I'm talking about. It's happening all around us. But that's, that's the pattern, isn't it? It's drug addiction. Now, I want to play to you a couple of clips so that you get a sense of what I'm talking about. It's, uh, it, it's really quite paramount. I mean, he, here, for example, is a Colorado clinic, a doctor. I don't want to give him any credit whatsoever because I'm not going to name him. But this is a news segment that talks about this great doctor who is providing late-term abortions. And they, they speak about him in a, uh, maybe not a loving way, but certainly an approving way. So uh, let's take it away. Here, let me play this clip. 
1975. We specialized in taking care of women who have very high-risk situations that can't be seen in other clinics. He's one of a handful of doctors in the U.S. who perform late-term abortions. Colorado, one of only a few states that does not restrict them. Yeah, that's right. And, and then, then they go uh, and explain how you know, this is an important uh, thing. Th- this is a service being provided, you see. Right. I mean, they never explain or, you know, even follow up with like, well, why would a woman need a, an abortion at six months? Why? Right. I mean, she suddenly changed her mind. Obviously, she knew that she was pregnant at that point. OK, that's, I'm sure there's a couple of women out there, but you wouldn't, you know, develop policy entirely upon a couple of women who have no idea that they're pregnant at six months. I mean, I, I find that to be absurd. But here we are. Right. And you're going to have a late term abortion, really. But they, this this uh, news segment from NBC News talks, uh, you know, obviously very provingly about this man. And he, he certainly thinks very highly of himself. He's been doing it since 1975, he said, two years after the uh, Roe v. Wade decision, which did allow abortions up to three months. But no, this guy decided he was going to, you know, he was going to take it whole hawk. You know, they, what do they say? Uh, you give them an inch, they take a mile. Well, he took more than a couple of miles. Okay, so uh, you get the idea. Now, here's another one. Uh, where we're talking about, of course, transgenderism, where they're celebrating, right? So yet another issue. This is just, just hear the tone of the newscaster talking, again, approvingly of this first transgender drill sergeant, as far as he knows. So here we go. Front and center this week spotlights a military training instructor at Joint Base San Antonio who's making history in many ways. That military training instructor not only serving our country by training the best to be the best in the U.S. Air Force, but also serving as a beacon of hope and inspiration to so many. Our Jonathan Cotto brings us a story of the first transgender military training instructor in the Air Force. Brandon Rodriguez is a military training instructor for the 321st Training Squadron at Joint Base San Antonio Lackland and has been serving for over a decade. I just hit 15 years uh, last month, June 13th of 2007. Serving as a military training instructor, a lifelong goal. This is something that I was fighting for for about six years and I finally, finally got here, so this means a lot to me. Okay, so here's one thing I don't understand about this. I mean, let's put aside all the transgender inclusion and everything else. I, but why, why couldn't he be doing this? Uh, I guess he was born a she, right? Why couldn't she be doing this um, as a woman, right? I mean, nowhere does it say in this, this segment, and nor could they say, that somehow because he was a woman, therefore he wasn't allowed to become a drill sergeant, right? And now only by him, you know, pretending or thinking of himself as a man, that's how he got in there. So there's no, there's no rights being squashed here, but it's, it's, it's very weird, right? We, we, I can't believe we're having this conversation. I really, honestly, I just, I think I, I've been on this very long dream where crazy stuff is happening in the 2020s and uh, I'm just waking, I'm waiting to wake up. Please, somebody wake me up because this, is, this doesn't make any sense. This is bizarre. It's never happened in, in history. And, and then in the beginning of this, this uh, segment, they talk about bringing honor and uh, whatever to this, uh, to this man and hope. That's what it was. Uh, to so many others, as if there's so many others. <laughs> I mean, yes, all these transgendered people want to become drill sergeants in the United States Air Force. That's, that's the thing that they're really gunning for. Yes. Uh, anyway, 
that's just, you know, hear the tone. Hear the tone. That's what I'm talking about today. How this need to be in your face with the latest and greatest, and they tell you that this is so wonderful and that you must celebrate with them. And, and to look like you're not a Neanderthal, you need to be clapping like a, like a seal and barking like a seal to support, in this case, the transgender madness. And it is madness. Okay, I mean, th- this idea that somehow gender is fluid. That, that is just pure madness. But again, it's part of the heroin addiction. They need more. And, it's, and it doesn't... I mean, if everyone agreed that male and female were fluid and there's a, a whole uh, spectrum, as they like to always say, that's a favorite word of their, theirs, spectrum. But if everyone agreed to this and everyone played the pronoun game and everyone said, uh, you know, well, you know, Charlie, little Charlie, if you want to be Charlotte, uh, that's, or Charlotte, uh, you know, by all means. Uh, how, do you feel like a girl today? Well, then by all means, let's be a girl. If everyone did that, right, and not a single person among us felt differently, they would say, what's next? Let's continue on with this madness. We, we got to find something else crazy because they, you see, they're not, they're not really pushing the transgender issue. That's my whole theme here. They're not really pushing it. They're, they're pushing the change. That's what they're really pushing. And this is just their way of doing it. You know, it's, it's a little bit like your kids who say, you know, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go out and I'm going to drive that car and I'm going to go crazy with my friends. And, it, you know, if you as a parent uh, said, okay, fine, go ahead and do it, uh, they, they wouldn't know what to do with themselves, right? So they need to find something else that will antagonize their parents, right? That's what we're seeing. That's exactly what we're seeing. Now, I have more goodies for you in terms of... Uh, the, the change. And I know I only brought a total of five clips here so that you can see there are very different areas of life. And, but of course, there are many others. But let's play this one. Uh, this one is the, uh, that's from the Young Turks, a fairly liberal, lefty, left-leaning site, uh, talking about how women want to have sex as much as men do. They're just as crazy about sex as men are. Uh, there's no difference, you know, not surprisingly, right? Because if there's no difference between men and women, well, then why should, they, why should their interest in sex be any different? But it's surprising that they even talk in terms of men and women. But I digress. Here we go. Let's play this clip. A new study indicates that men do not understand that their women want to bone just as much as they do. Uh, This is research that was done by two different Canadian universities. And I think it's really interesting because it talks about the stereotypes that women have to deal with when it comes to their own sexuality and how those stereotypes impact their own relationships and how often they have sex with their partners. So researchers or research subjects were aged 18 to 16. All right, anyway, you get the idea. So they get into this and then basically the researchers, because, you know, research is God, uh, and, and experts, of course, are God, as Dennis uh, Prager seems to note about how the left views experts. Uh, she goes into that. So everything can be easily justified. And the basic premise is, like she said in the very beginning of this segment, that uh, women want to bone, you know, there's that phrase, bone as much as possible. What's interesting about this particular segment, by the way, is that they, they, they feel like they have to um, have... Uh, equal, they have to equalize the difference between men and women, that there is no difference. But what's missing here, and what, you know, it's very hard to find, 
is any study that shows that women want to have as much uh, sex among different men, among multiple men, the variety factor, as men want to have among women, right? So a man, you know, I, I don't think I'm saying anything crazy here, but when, it, when a man sees a, a pretty woman uh, and he might like her, he might want to marry her, great, fine, fantastic, but he'll continue to look at many other women and imagine himself having sex with her and want it, right? I mean, he would be thrilled to have, you know, 30, 40 women in one year, for example. Well, I mean, that, that'd be awesome for, for a man in his, in his fantasies, at least, right? Hopefully they're attractive and all the good stuff. You take out the whole issue of STDs and pregnancy. Okay, fine. But with a woman, I don't think it's far-fetched to say that the idea of having 30 or 40 men in one year is not that uh, interesting to her. She's not. Now, they may, now this, this article suggests that you know, they want to have as much sex, but that's not the same thing, right? I mean, I, I get it. Women want to have sex also. Maybe the same amount as men. But what's, what they're really pushing for here is something radical. They want to blow up the whole world of sex. They want to make it as freewheeling and dealing as possible. And they want women to act more like men. It's, very, uh, it's, 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 it's a pattern here. It's, it's part of the heroin addiction. It's all about change because change is what they're really excited about. Constantly uh, upsetting the apple cart. That's, that's what all they want to do. To them, that's the magic. That's where it's all at. That's where the, the high really is. Now, speaking about highs, and uh, since we are talking about heroin and drug addiction and so on, uh, here's yet another clip where we, we talk. I mean, these are all very, you know, contemporaneous uh, topics of the day. And here's one from a, a Harvard economics professor speaking about how we need to legalize all drugs, not just some drugs or more drugs, but all drugs. Let's, let's hear him uh, speaking out. My dangerous idea is that we should legalize all of the currently illegal drugs, not just marijuana, but cocaine, heroin, methamphetamine, LSD, everything else that's out there. My basic argument is that first, in a free society, we should allow people to consume whatever they want, no matter how dangerous, no matter how much it might be bad for them, because that's what freedom means. Not just the freedom to do things that are good for you, but the freedom to do things that might not be good for you or that other people might think are not good for you. All right, so this, uh, this guy's an idiot. I mean, even though he apparently is an economist at Harvard. But you can, you can I mean, people have said this before, right? This is, you know, maybe he thinks he's a libertarian. But I think even libertarians uh, stop at a certain point when it comes to certain kinds of drugs. Uh, maybe they, they're okay with marijuana. Maybe they're okay with uh, even uh, a little bit of cocaine. I don't know. But LSD and heroin, I mean, it, it gets to the point where, you know what, merely by taking these, these drugs, you're going to have an impact on society, right? I mean, if you're on LSD and you think you can fly off at the top of a building... Uh, and then you land on, on somebody who's on the street there. I think that, that's what we call an impact, literally, upon somebody else in society. So it's not just protecting people from themselves. It's also protecting people uh, who might be impacted by drug users, right? So, but this is inevitable. I mean, it was, it, this was an easy clip to find uh, that people are going to be pushing for the legalizing of all drugs. And because, you know what, it's a free world, uh, my body, my choice, all that stuff, uh, except when it comes to the vaccines, naturally. But they, they want to push this. They will push this. 
And I don't, I don't think even in the year 2000, if you were to hear somebody like this schmuck say, I want to legalize every single kind of drug out there, let, let it be what it will be, um, I, I think people would say, no, that, that's, that's going too far. There's obviously some restrictions. Now, look, I mean, look at the homeless now, right? I mean, most of them, I'd say 98% of them are mentally ill. Uh, many of them are mentally ill because of a drug addiction, some sort of drug use. So that has an impact on society, right? And people are always talking about how uh, that means that the government has to now take care of them and everything else. I mean, at some point, you have to agree that you don't want to have to be a burden on society. But they don't mind burdens on society, as it turns out. But you know what's funny is that these are the same people that insist, who insist that you wear a helmet if you're riding a motorcycle or a bicycle or whatever, uh, because if you don't and you get maimed, uh, then you'll be a burden on the hospital system, right? But it's okay if you take crack or heroin or LSD, as this, this idiot says, uh, even though that there might be, you know, obviously much more chance of overdoses as a result of that. Or, or do they think that somehow they'll, they'll have clinics where everyone will, will use just the right amount of drugs all the time, right? It's, it's so easy to, to deal with these issues. But the point, again, is the tone that we're talking about here. This, this complacency, this smugness of this economist from Harvard, no less, it thinks that, uh, no doubt, that he's offering something very original. But, but it's not about his originality. It's, it's, it's about change. Like I said, always upsetting the apple cart. He wants to be the guy that, that was the first to say this nonsense. Perhaps. I don't know. But all I know is that he knows that this is not the status quo. Legalizing all these drugs would be very, very... Uh, challenging to the status quo, but he wants to do it because it agitates. That's the true uh, motivation, the true high of the progressive. has nothing to do with the actual rights because if they actually got the actual rights, as I mentioned before about the transgender madness, then they would want to move on to the next. They're looking for the high, just like the heroin addict. All right. Uh, speaking about other highs, so here's, here's yet another one. I mean, it, it's just, there's just too many of them, really. Okay, so look, one of the things that is now being pushed, and it's, there's, there are a lot of changes in the sexual world, right? They're, they're now talking about, uh, you know, what, what is it, polyamorous groups, right? That's just awesome according to many people. And uh, I, I wrote about this in my uh, book, Rise of the Sex Machines, where this uh, polyamorous uh, group, I don't know what they call themselves, a quintuple, I suppose. They're five, uh, they're four men, one woman. And they said that it was difficult to explain to their parents what was what. And, but, you know, they got over their old-fashioned ways. They did, you know, finally they, they relented and they said, uh, you know, well, if you're happy, then I'm happy, you know, that, that sort of idiocy. You know, I, I don't even, they, they, they made it seem as if somehow it's their parents' problem, right? They're moving forward. This is an obvious great step for civilization because, you know, they're all friends of each other. They all love each other. And what can be, what could go wrong, right? 
So that's an example of, of the sexual arena being blown up. They want to constantly push and push. So you'll see this uh, much more often. You'll, you'll, it's not just transgender surgeries and things like that. It's also in the sexual arena. They're, they're blowing up marriage because you know marriage is just a piece of paper. Then there's this, uh, this, this new rise for the acceptance of pedophilia, right? So here's this woman, young woman at that, by the way, uh, who's now talking about it's time to reconsider pedophilia as some sort of abnormality. It's actually something that uh, is a regular sexual characteristic, just like uh, homosexuality, heterosexuality. It's just, you know, you just throw it in the hopper. It's just like another color that they discovered. Yes. Or, or, or perhaps another, uh, what do you call it, um, element in the, uh, the periodic table. They just discovered this. That's cool. Just throw it in the mix. Anyway, let's play this uh, clip because you'll see the, the tone again. According to current research, pedophilia is an unchangeable sexual orientation, just like, for example, heterosexuality. No one chooses to be a pedophile. No one can cease being one. The difference between pedophilia and other sexual orientations is that living out this sexual orientation will end in a disaster. You don't say. You just don't say. Really. Okay, so... Look, why, why would she say this? this? This, by the way, was a woman in a TED Talk, right? I mean, TED Talks, they, they have some sort of legitimacy. I mean, they, they tend to be progressive. I get it. But there's, they, they never push that far. It's, it's never too crazy. And some of them are actually pretty interesting. But this one pushed, obviously, too far. But will it be considered too far five years from now? Right? I mean, isn't this the same thing as when they talked about transgender? Here's a man that thinks he's a woman, and that's nuts. You know, he wants to go in the bathroom, uh, the woman's bathroom, and the woman's locker room, and, uh, you know, he insists on that right. And, uh, you know, nobody's accepting his crazy notion, right? That would have happened, say, 10 years ago. But now here we are. Who's to say the same thing won't happen five years from now? when it comes to what this woman is saying. That, that you know, it's, it's baby steps, as it were. Speaking about pedophilia, right? Uh, so first, they accept the idea that pedophilia is a natural order of things. It, you're born with it, you see, and you can't help it. And boy, boy, they're just locked in it. And whatever shall we do? Uh, and the difference, as she says here, uh, is that if you act on it, it could lead to disastrous consequences, which is, of course, true. It would. Um, <laughs> let me just say a comment about this and then want to move on to uh, how it's, it relates to this, uh, uh, the notion of, of getting high in civilization. Um, you know, pedophilia, obviously, it's a, it's a real thing. It's a horrific thing. And I, I, I mean, what's the difference between that and alco alcoholism? Right? I mean, some people are more inclined to alcohol. And if they go on a bender and they start driving uh, drunk and killing people or beating other people senseless because of their alcoholism, we hold them accountable. And yet you could say some people are born with this you know, predisposition toward alcohol and then they have an addiction to alcohol. 
you know, I, for one, am very lucky. I, I have no interest in alcohol. I have a tiny bit of wine every now and then. I, I just, my body just shuts off. I, I maybe have a quarter sip, a quarter uh, glass, and then I'm done for like two months. Like I can't have any more. <laughs> I guess that's a blessing, right? So I will not be driving drunk. It's just not, not in me to do that. I, I just, I don't think I've ever been drunk for that matter. But other people are not as fortunate as that, right? They, 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 it's, it's a thing. It animates their lives. They're fighting themselves all the time. They see other people drinking. Uh, they can't control themselves uh, or they can't, they have to control themselves. You know, by the way, whenever I, I know that there's somebody who's an alcoholic who gave up alcohol and is uh, now, you know, what do they call it? Teetotaling? Teetotaling? Is that the expression? Yeah? All right. Um, and they're, they're just eating, you know, drinking a soda instead while everyone else is drinking beers. I don't do that. I, I, don't, I don't like that. If somebody is, is with me that I know is fighting alcohol and is really trying to be good, I will order a non-alcoholic beer or another soda with him just to so, show some camaraderie. You know, it's uh, my late father-in-law. He was a great man. Uh, he, had a, he had an issue. Uh, with alcohol many decades earlier before I even met him. And whenever we went out, he would order, or, always order non-alcoholic beer, and I would too. Anyway, that's what I, that's what I do. That's the way I roll, baby. Um, anyway, so the, the point of all this is that if, if it's endemic, if it's your characteristic to be a pedophile, so what? So what? You've got to fight it. Just like the alcoholic uh, has to fight his alcoholism. Just like the gambler has to fight his gambling addiction. Just like the, I don't know, the sexaholic or whatever. The guy who can't control his temper. He's got to control his temper. And she makes it seem as if pedophilia should be somehow carved out. And somehow he should be allowed to engage his pedophilia. And, and even, even the way she says disastrous consequences, it, it almost suggests as if somehow... Ah, it should be, you know, we should re, re, um, recharacterize what that means. Like, okay, well, he, he slept with a young boy, but, uh, you know, does it have to be a disastrous consequence? Do we have to consider it a, a disastrous consequence? You see? And it's all about tone, yet again. Everything I've been saying, tone. And it's, it's as if, you know, this woman, she's trying to open a door here, let's, let's try this for the new high for our civilization. Let's try. Let's fight for this now. I, I, I would not be surprised at all if in five years from now, pedophiliacs will, or pedophiles, is that? Yeah. <laughs> pedophiles will be considered uh, the new oppressed minority. Yeah, we need to understand them better. Yeah, sure, sure, they, they shouldn't be engaging in that kind of behavior. But, you know, uh, we need to understand them. We need to give them birth or some, something else. I, I don't know. Maybe give them uh, sex robots that, uh, that look like children, right? I mean, and that somehow will satisfy their lust. I don't know. I don't know what they, what they plan with this. But there will be a, uh, a call for allowing more pedophiles into the schools, into wherever, um, notwithstanding their pedophile status. Maybe they had 
uh, about of pedophile uh, behavior in the past, but that's no cause to not allow them to be uh, your kindergarten teacher. No, 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 no. And the reason why they're going to be pushing for that is because it is antagonistic to the status quo. That's why. They want that change. They want that high. All right. And it's not just uh, these things that I just mentioned. Of course, there are many more uh, other things. Uh, you know, uh, for example, it's mail-in voting. I mean, that, that's a high, isn't it? Right? They, they want to change our entire voting system. Yes, yes, of course. And we know that the actual intent is to make it far easier for the Democrats to win. I get that. But I think part of it is also this thrill, the thrill of change to upset the status quo. Same thing with the way we look at the vaccines. They actually changed the definition of vaccines, as you know. Uh, The whole uh, shutdown for COVID, uh, that was also a change. That was a high that I think progressives just loved just loved it. They need to constantly make the, the ball move one way or the other. They're, they're never happy uh, with things the way they are. They just don't know what to do with themselves. You see, it's in their DNA because they don't have God in their lives. And when you don't have God in your life, you're constantly looking for the high, right? Just, just like the drug addict, right? I mean, all these this is what I love about AA, right? Because they always infuse God into the equation, um, make their um, customers, I don't know what you call them, patients, uh, you know, bring God into their lives and accept God as a reality. And then they change, right? They, they change for the better with a 12-step program and everything else. But you, you can't, I, I mean, it's, it's really the same thing, isn't it? These people, these progressives are addicted to the high of change of upsetting the apple cart, of, of telling you that you don't know better and, and, and that they are better, they are superior to you because they want to change something in society. Never mind, never mind at all whether or not it actually will improve society. That's not important right now. They just want you. They, no, they want to get into your face. That's what it is. And that's what animates them. And it's true for everything that you're seeing, whether it's the, uh, the border crisis that's going on, whether it's, uh, you know, releasing criminals with no bail whatsoever, right? Uh, letting uh, theft run amok so long as it's under $950 of value, you know, which is always curious because why, why do they choose that number? Why, if it's $952, then, then they'll arrest, you know, the, the theft. I'm sorry, sir, you're going to have to come with me. It was $952. Yeah, that, that includes tax. You know, that the, the, law, the law requires that uh, you think twice and calculate the tax uh, on whatever you're stealing. So that might take you over the threshold of $950. Yeah. That's what we're looking at. They're, they're breaking down uh, civilization one by one. Now, many people, and I think, you know, I agree with them. Part of this is all about Marxism, right? Advancing Marxism. I know Mark Levin is, is all about that. His book, American Marxism, I'm sure it's a great book. I bought it. I still have to, to read it. But nevertheless, I don't know. I, I don't know that it's just, is Marxism the goal or is it just a convenient vehicle? How about that? I think it's just a vehicle. I think it's, it's as, as appetizing to most progressives as a teenager trying to upset his uh, parents by getting a tattoo or a nose ring, 
You know, I, I think that's what it is. I, I'm a Marxist dad. I, I, you know, I really love Marxism. I, I don't know that they actually know what Marxism is, for one thing. And I don't think they really care for another. All they know is that it's upsetting mom and pop. That's it. That's all it is. There's always going to be this, this lust for change. It's the high of change. And until we get God back into that picture, I think you're going to see this more and more. I mean, it's, it's just proliferating in ways that it's not that I, I never expected. I did expect it. I've always been talking about this. I, I've been predicting this level of change. But the problem of, of it all is that it's not only that there's so many items that are changing, uh, aspects of our civilization that are changing. It's not just that. It's that we're unable to even predict what the next big change will be. Will it be the pedophilia thing? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it will be that, that uh, kids will all be expected to uh, engage in homosexuality um, and group sex or, or whatever, and that they won't be considered a legit person until they, they figure it out. You know, right? I mean, it, you know, people will be peer pressured into having gay sex, uh, group sex or whatever. Oh, just be careful. Wear a condom. Yes, of course, of course. Um, and maybe that's, maybe that's their, the, the next thing. But you may think it's absurd. I, I, I think it's absurd, but I, I think it's actually less absurd than what we're now experiencing in the transgender world, right? Because at least with that, right, you could say, okay, well, these people are, you know, it's still consensual sex, and the kids still can say no to having uh, homosexual sex if he doesn't feel like it, right? But, but in this world, you're expected to allow a, trans, a, a biological male to go into a woman's bathroom and also to force everyone uh, possibly with uh, penalties if you misgender them, right? That's different. So I think it's even weirder, the transgendered changes that they're expecting out of us. So, so <laughs> what I just suggested with, you know, uh, pressuring, peer pressuring kids into homosexuality to try it out, to see where they stand on the sexual spectrum, I, I don't know. I think it's, it's entirely possible. And this pedophilia thing that you're hearing, I mean, I mean, once they allow that or somehow try to normalize pedophiles, I don't, I don't know. Anything, the, the sky's the limit after that. All right, folks. Well, look, this, that's the main point. It's just that we're all looking for a high. That is, the progressives are looking for a high. Civilization is going to go on a path of an overdose. It will collapse. It will fall over the edge, as it were, or jump off that building like the LSD uh, guy who, who has an overdose of that. That's what I think. It's going to happen. And we just have to understand that we, we have an addiction, an addiction of change in our civilization, and it's going to destroy us. We will overdose. All right, folks. <laughs> I don't want to leave it on this negative a note, but there is a path that we we just have to remember that. And that's the beauty of it is that the path is so easy to get back. Just bring God back into the equation. We'll be okay. That's it. Isn't that wonderful? One, one answer. <laughs> that's all. And, it, and you don't have to go to church every Sunday or every Saturday. Just don't demonize God. Respect God. Respect the reality of God. Okay? We, we, we're not asking everyone to be a Bible thumper. We're just saying, understand that there's a creator. And that creator, most likely, 
is the God of the Bible. Okay? And, and then go about me your merry way. All right? Everything else will fall into place. Just watch. Just try it. All right, folks. This is Brock Lurie signing off. God bless. And we'll talk with you next week.